Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Lord, you've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me. I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. I just I just want to praise you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to praise you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me. I just want to thank you. Amen. Pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer. Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all the things that you have done for us, to us, and through us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us in ways that we see and in ways that we don't see. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. This is the day, Heavenly Father, that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Thank you, Father, for another day in the land of the living. Father, we ask that you forgive us once again of the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, things that we have said, done, thought, planned, or purposed that were not pleasing in your sight. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue being patient with us, continue leading us, continue guiding us to the place that you have prepared for us. Just as you have a prepared place for us, your little children, we must be prepared people. Help us, Father. Help us, Father. We will forever give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done in Jesus' mighty name. 
Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We pray that you are having a blessed day in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I just want to encourage you. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to, but I want to encourage you, child of God, keep moving on with Christ. And in the end, you will be very glad that you did. We may have to push through and go through some difficulties. We may have to push through and go through some hard times. But in the end, there's a passage in scripture that says the end of a thing is better than its beginning. I prophesy to you, child of God, your end shall be better than your beginning in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Saints, if you would take a look at the book of Romans chapter six with a special focus on verse 23. Romans chapter six, with a special focus on verse 23. The apostle Paul writes to us, and he says that for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We want to work from a theme today, children of God, the wages of sin. The wages of this thing called sin. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, again, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege to be able to study, to show ourselves approved unto you. You have blessed us with life, health, and strength. You have put food on our tables. You have provided clothes on our backs. You have allowed air to pass through our lungs, the breath of life to be in our mortal bodies. One more time, we give you all glory. We give you all honor. We give you all praise. This is the day, Heavenly Father, that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Forgive us, Father, for any murmuring or complaining any unthankfulness, any unappreciation. Father, we ask that you once again have mercy upon us. Father, we pray that as we study your holy scripture today, you will speak 
to us, through us, for us, in us, that we may better understand your good, pleasing, and perfect will. We want to be pleasing to you, Heavenly Father, that when you send your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, back, he will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you ruler over many. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask and we count done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. Let God's people say amen in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. The wages of sin. The wages of sin. As we look at Paul's writings to the saints in Rome, Paul spoke of imagery that the believers in Rome would have an ample understanding of. Paul spoke verses 15 down through 23 about slaves to righteousness. Now, there were many slaves in Roman society. So Paul knew that when he talked about slaves and how slaves were to behave and how slaves were to do, he knew that his audience would have an, an understanding as there were many slaves in the society and in the community that they were living in. You look at verse 19, Paul said, I'm using an example from everyday life. In other words, Paul said, I'm, I'm using an example from some things that you all see every day. Some examples of, of things that you all understand. You know, Paul said, I'm using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity. Now, Paul is talking to all of us as children of God. We used to offer ourselves as slaves to lust, as slaves to lying, as slaves to stealing, as slaves to unrighteously. Paul, Paul, unrighteousness. Paul said, just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever increasing wickedness. Now, now keep that in mind, children of God, so you understand what the adversary wants to do in your life and what God wants to do in your life. They have one thing that is very similar, the adversary and our God. They have one thing that is, that is very similar. You say, ah, apostle, how can the adversary have something in common or very similar to our God. Well, here it is, my brother and my sister. They both want to take over you. They both want to take over me. Look at what the Bible says. 
we used to offer ourselves as slaves to impurity. In other words, we would give ourselves to wickedness, give ourselves, let the, the adversary use us to do all kinds of evil things. But then look at what Paul writes, and to ever increasing wickedness. In other words, however wicked we were, when we were unsaved, the adversary was not happy with that level of wickedness in you and in me. If we were smoking, just smoking marijuana, the adversary wanted us smoking marijuana and doing cocaine. If we were smoking marijuana and doing cocaine, the adversary wanted us smoking marijuana, doing cocaine and shooting heroin. Ever increasing wickedness. The same way the adversary wants you and I to operate in ever increasing wickedness, God wants you and I to operate in ever increasing righteousness. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today. May you and I operate in ever increasing righteousness. Now listen to me, child of God, and listen well. You and I are either going to operate in ever increasing wickedness for the adversary, or we will operate in ever increasing righteousness for God. Again, my prayer for each of us, may we operate, may we have our being in ever increasing righteousness. We use to offer ourselves as slaves to impurity. In other words, a slave just do whatever the master tell it to do. Now, if the adversary was our master, we would have to do whatever the, the adversary told us. But now that we have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, he is our master. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, as your personal Lord and Savior, may today you accept him as your master. May today you accept him as your Lord. May today you accept him as your Savior in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Well, Paul says uh, we used to offer ourselves as slaves to impurity. Paul said we did. We did. We did. That. There's no lie. In saying that, as children of God, we used to offer ourselves as slaves to impurity and, and to ever-increasing inc wickedness. Paul says, so now, see, Paul said, look, you're born again now. You accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity. Now, offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today. May we offer ourselves as slaves to righteousness. Listen to me under the, out there under the sound of my voice. I don't know where you are, who you are, what country you are in. But if you are hearing my voice right now, you are either a slave to righteousness or you are a slave to sin. My prayer for each of us, may we be slaves to righteousness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Pass it all for yourselves. Now, now here's the thing. We have the choice. 
we make the choice. We make the decision whether we're going to offer ourselves as slaves to impurity and slaves to unrighteousness, slaves to ever increasing wickedness, or we will choose to offer ourselves as slaves to righteousness. Some of you wonder, Apostle, why are you here like this every day preaching and teaching? Slave to righteousness, my brother. Slave to righteousness. There'll be days I don't feel like being here. There'll be days I don't feel just like a slave. There'll be days that a slave does not feel like working. But the master will crack that whip or tell him he need to get to work. So the slave get to work. Not always because the slave feels like working, but because the master has told him to. Well, I'm here because the master of our souls, the master of our spirits, the master of our body, the master of all creation has told me to be here. Sharing his word with his people. Now, whether or not you all accept or not, that's your business. I'm not held accountable for that. That'll be between you and God. But if I don't preach it, if I don't teach it, then that'll be between me and God. Then I will have a problem. I will be in trouble with my creator if I don't preach it. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, meaning that that whether we feel like it or not, we need to do what righteousness is. You know, there are a lot of times a slave does not agree with what the master is telling them to do. Nobody cares about that. What the slave better do is what the master tells him to do. Well, so it is with you and you and I and God. We may not understand why God is telling us to do what he's telling us, or we may think there's a better way or think what we better do is what God tell us to do. As we are slaves to righteousness. Now, the beautiful thing about slaves being a slave to righteousness is that it is taking you and I somewhere. I want to encourage you today. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to, but offering yourself as a slave to righteousness. In other words, just saying, in essence, to righteousness, righteousness, I'm here to do what you say. I'm here to do what you think is best. I'm here to go where you say go. With my mistakes, with my errors, righteousness, you are my master. My righteousness, you are my owner. Well, when we are slaves to righteousness, my brother and my sister, rest assured that you and I are on the road to holiness. Scripture says that being a slave to righteousness is leading us to holiness. Now, Paul writes in verse 20, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. But understand this, my brother, and understand this, my sister. Now, you and I are supposed to be, as children of God, we are supposed to be under the control of righteousness. When we were slaves to sin, we didn't we didn't have to worry about the control of righteousness because we were slaves to the other side. We were slaves to sin. 
But now we are to be slaves. We are to be under the control, under the the the, the yoke. See, a yoke. And I look, understand, children of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. An ox does not pull a cart by nature. In other words, an ox is not going to just walk past a cart on, on the side of the road and just start pulling it. No. An ox has to be yoked to the cart in order to pull it. Well, just understand that it was not our nature to do what was right. Look at what the Bible says. We were slaves to sin. You know, we, we wanted to do our own thing, go our own way and say what we wanted to say and do. But now that we are under the control of righteousness, like an ox, once you put that yoke on him, ox said, well, I might as well pull the cart. I'm not going to get from point A to point B without pulling the cart. They have put a yoke on me. Understand as children of God, God has now put a yoke on you and a yoke on me. You say, Apostle, what? The yoke is to do whatever it is God is telling you to do. Now, he's telling me to preach and teach his word like this every day. That's part of my yoke. You might have another yoke. Your yoke may be to listen. See, but I guarantee you this, my brother, I guarantee you this, my sister, it's better for you and I to pull the yoke or to pull the cart that God has yoked us up to. If you are not, if you, listen, if God has not given you the instruction to preach and teach every day, God is giving you the instruction to listen to his apostles and his prophets every day. It's one of the two. Now, if you're not doing either one, there's going to be problems with God. Either preach it and teach it every day or listen and hear it every day. You choose not to do one of those two. If he hasn't, you say, ah, Apostle, God hasn't called me to preach and teach every day. All right, then that lets me know God has called you to sit down and listen and hear every day. He's called you and I to one of the two. Why? Because we are now under the control of righteousness if you're born again. See, we look just like one of these two states you and I are in, we are either under the control of righteousness or we are a slave of sin. We are either a slave to righteousness or we are a slave to sin. Now, you, you take your pick. When you're slave to sin, God is saying oh, you're not under the control of righteousness. So, you know, you're doing what sinners do. But now that we are under the control of righteousness, God is expecting certain things out of you. God is expecting certain things out of me, no matter how we feel about it. God didn't God didn't tell me, come down here, Robert, come down here and preach my word if you feel like it. No, God said, preach my word. Growing up as a young man, when my father gave an instruction, very rarely did the instruction come, the, come with the caveat, if you feel like it. My father wouldn't come in my room early, early on Saturday morning and say, if you feel like it, clean up your room. No, he would come in my room and say, get up, clean up your room. Well, so it is with God. You know, God is not asking us, you know, to tell the truth if we feel like it. 
or to to preach and teach his word if we feel like it or, or to give our offerings if we feel like it. No, God is telling us to do it. And you and I will either do it and be blessed or we will not do it and eventually suffer curses. I just be looking at people a lot of time. You and I will, we will either be saved and spend eternity with God, or we will be damned and spend eternity in a lake of fire and burning sulfur. God, that's it. Them the choices, my brother. Them the choices, my sister. Doesn't matter how you feel. There's a whole lot of people in here right now feel that they've been treated unfair, feel that it's not right, feel that if they, they don't nobody care. You and I better do to the best of our ability what God is telling us to do. You and I better say to the best of our ability what God is telling us to say. You and I better think to the best of our ability what God is telling us to think. I shared a sermon with God's people 20 plus years ago. The topic of the sermon was the kingdom of God is a kingdom of order and orders, not opinions and suggestions. Kingdom of God. See, you and I are now members. You and I are now parts of the kingdom of God where there is order and there are orders. The way God maintains order in the kingdom of God is seeing to it that the subjects follow orders. See, we had an incident some months ago at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. A mob of angry citizens of this great country decided that they were not going to follow instructions. They were going to storm the Capitol building and, and no telling what they would have, have done, you know, had that angry mob not been, been broken up. Well, that was disorder. That was chaos. When you have men and women, boys and girls, people that don't want to follow orders of their superiors, then order breaks down. Law and order breaks down. God's kingdom is a kingdom of order and orders. The reason why the order is maintained in God's kingdom is because God expects orders to be followed. Not opinions and suggestions. Very, very few times in the scripture do you see God asking people, what do you think about doing this? Or how you feel? You want to do this? Or yeah, God tell people what to do. You know, that's what commands are. Commands is God telling you and I, this is what you do. You know. God was giving commands way back in the garden of Eden to Adam, told Adam, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's a command. 
of all the trees in the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Order. Order. So I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Let us follow the orders of our God. Hold on. Children of God will take an intermission. Amen, children of God. All right. So we understand something about God's kingdom. We understand something about how God works to maintain the order and maintain the discipline in his kingdom. Understand that discipline is a very important aspect of God's kingdom. Scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. But understand that in God's kingdom, discipline is a very important facet. You know, uh, Proverbs tells us whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But whoever hates correction or they hate being disciplined or they're stupid. My prayer is that you and I won't be stupid. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. All right, children, God, let's just get on down and we're going to be ready to close soon. Now, Paul asked a question here in verse 21. He said, what benefit did you reap at that time from the things you're now ashamed of? In other words, when we were in sin and we were doing all manner of ungodliness, unrighteousness. What, Paul asked question, what benefit did we reap? Spent up a lot of money, spent up a lot of time, spent up a lot of energy, but what benefit did we really reap? So understand my brother and my sister, God wants to get you and I involved in activities and actions that are beneficial and that will have an eternal benefit to our being. Paul said that things that we don't want to be doing things that at the end of the day, we have to end up ashamed. Those things result in death. And, you know, so it's not just shame. Understand that shame, these actions or those sinful actions that we partake in, they, they wanted to bring us shame, but they didn't want to stop there. They wanted us to bring us death. Remember what we went over when we first started studying. We're talking about uh, uh, ever-increasing wickedness, increasing. So there was the sin, well, increase. There was the shame, sin still won't increase. Now there's death. See, But now we have been set free from sin. 
Christ Jesus has set us free from sin. So that means we don't have to experience the shame of sin. We don't have to experience the death of sin. We just need to stay out of sin best we can. Now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves. Look at this, slaves of God. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. May we be slaves of God. When we don't understand him, when we don't necessarily agree, let us be slaves. It's not about what we understand. It's not about what we agree, but we are slaves of God. We've become slaves of God. Watch this. The benefit you reap leads to holiness. God is trying to take us to holiness. Sin is trying to take us to death. God is trying to take us to a righteous, eternal life. Sin is trying to take us to hell. Question is, who do we want to follow? If two cars pulled up in your driveway of your home and one guy said, all right, I'm getting ready to go and drive off a bridge and kill us all. Another guy said, all right, I'm getting ready to take you, uh, take you on a sightseeing tour of, of your country free of charge. Which car would you jump in? Sin. Well, that in essence is what we, we're dealing with here. God is trying to take us somewhere very positive, take us somewhere very good, somewhere that's going to be um, a blessing to our spirit, soul, and body. Adversary is trying to take us to death and hell. May we choose to ride with God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We've been set free. We're slaves of God. Slaves of God will lead to holiness. Slaves of God will lead to eternal life. And Paul reiterates in verse 23, and we're going to close here, children of God, for the wages of sin. Paul said, let me, let me, let me spell it out for you. The wages or the payment. See, there's a payment for our behavior in this life and in the life to come. There's a payment. The wages of sin. Now, sin, you know, I've, I've seen a whole lot of instances where individuals in this life make a lot of money from sinful activities. You have different uh, professions in this life that is sin. People make a lot of money from sin in this life. They like the money they make from sin. But understand this, my brother, understand this, my sister. They won't like the money they made or they won't like the wages of sin in the next life. Because the wages of sin in the next life is death. Sin may bring you a whole lot of money. Maybe you're a drug dealer or maybe you're a thief or maybe you're a uh, an extortionist. So there's a lot of professions individuals have gotten into in this life. Bring them a lot of money. But a female, maybe a prostitute, maybe make make you pretty good money. You know, in this life. But the wages of sin in the next life is death. I don't know how much you making in your sin. But it's not worth the payment 
in the next life. Now, you might enjoy the payment in this life. You know, wow, I made a lot of money robbing this house. Or I made a lot of money, you know, taking this or taking But the wages of sin in the next life is death or separation from our creator. But the gift of God, and this is my prayer for everyone under the sound, the sound of my voice, is not that you and I will end up with the wages of sin, but that you and I will end up with the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Eternal life. It's a gift. You know. I think I shared this the last time with you all. Most of us would much rather have a gift than wages. Somebody come in and say, all right, I can give you the gift of uh, $50,000 or come in and say, if you work for me for the next 10 years, 10 hour, eight hours a day, no, 10 hours a day for the next 10 years, I give you $50,000 as wages. Most of us would rather have the gift. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister. May we strive to receive the gifts that God has for us, you know, and not the wages of sin. We don't want the wages of sin. You know, we want the gifts of God, the gift of God. Praise the living God. The gift of God. Or the wages of sin. The choice is yours and the choice is mine. Well, children of God, may God continue to bless each of you. May heaven continue to smile on you. Uh, we do thank God for everything he has shared with us and to us and through us. We pray that God's people are growing stronger, growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, the key to God's blessings is a close connection with God's word. That that's it. You know, one of the mistakes that some people make to trying to be blessed apart from God's word, it's not going to happen. If you and I want to be blessed by God, we must pass through the doorway of God's word. You know, if somebody wants to come in your house the right way, they come through the door. People coming in through windows or coming down through chimneys, they're coming in the wrong way. These are how thief, thieves and robbers enter in. But people that want to come in your house the right way, they come, they'll use the door because that's what it's made for. People that want to be blessed by God the right way, they'll use God's word because that's what it is made for. May God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. May heaven continue to smile 
on each of you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide headquarters here in Kenston, North Carolina, USA, signing out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.